You're listening to the Faith Matters Podcast with Steve McKinley. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we're continuing on here with the topic of wisdom, and I have here as my special guest today, Pastor Gene McKinley. Welcome to the podcast, Gene. Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, and you might have noticed, uh, you might have seen, first of all, a uh, similar appearance here and noted the last name McKinley is the same. Uh, Pastor McKinley is actually my cousin. Yes. Um, my older, maybe you can tell that, but uh, my, my older uh, cousin. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, I um, pastor the Good News Baptist Church in Mullingar, mm-hmm. and we started the church back in 2005, and the Lord is really blessed there. And it's great to have family in the country where we can actually spend time together and, and do things together. Yes, yeah, our, our children are our uh, best friends, uh, our, their cousins and uh, our, our best friends, so we're thankful for that as well. Yes. Uh, in the past here on the podcast, we've had two members from your church come, come on. Yes. And uh, Tom Baker uh, yes. shared um, about archaeology from the Old Testament, and he's actually coming back here uh, in about a month or so, and we're going to discuss uh, evidence for New Testament things, and I'm really excited and looking yes. forward to that. Yeah. Uh, and then we also had Mark on, who shared his uh, testimony of salvation and told how told us all how he came to Christ. Right. And so they're members of uh, the Good News Baptist Church in Mullingar. And if you live in the Mullingar area, I would encourage you to get in touch and uh, and visit the church there. That's a good church. I can I think I can heartily recommend it. So. Uh, but we want to continue on here with the topic of wisdom speaks, and uh, this is this is a topic that excites me. It's just a wonderful topic. Wisdom speaks. Who doesn't want to be a wise person, right? right? Yes. And we look into the Bible to find wisdom. Honestly, if it weren't for the Bible, I, I just don't consider myself a wise person. I have no, no. wisdom of my own. Right. But here, wisdom, I read this last week out of chapter 1 and verse 20. Wisdom crieth without, she uttereth her voice in the streets. And it's the idea that wisdom is personified as a lady here who's crying out and begging um, the simple ones and the foolish ones to come and learn of her. And that's all of us. And so on the last podcast, we discussed uh, verse 7, and we touched very briefly on this where it says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And we did talk somewhat about what it means to fear the Lord, but uh, as a pastor, as someone who studied the Bible, as someone who loves Proverbs and loves wisdom, why would you say that the fear of the Lord is the very beginning of knowledge? Well, the fear of the Lord is is a, an important concept, especially in a father-son relationship. And the book of Proverbs was written by Solomon, who was, the Bible says, the wisest man who's ever lived. Mm-hmm. And this is a letter to his son, and he is passing on the wisdom that God gave him. Mm-hmm. And as, as parents, it is a great responsibility of ours to pass on the wisdom of God and the understanding of God. And uh, the fear of the Lord is an important aspect of that. It's it's a loving, healthy fear, mm-hmm. much in the same way that a young child uh, may not dread his father, but if dad goes outside for a while and the, the child goes and sneaks his hand into the cookie jar, 
if dad was to walk in at that moment, there would be would a, be a healthy fear. Yes, <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> a healthy yeah. fear. And and we've experienced that, uh, yes. you know, growing uh-huh. up in families where our dads loved us and, and taught us to obey and, and follow direction. There's, yeah. there's that loving relationship where the love is not questioned. But there was a healthy fear as well that you don't want to be caught doing things that you shouldn't be doing. Right. Um, which is kind of brings us to the fact that the, the fifth commandment says we're to honor our father and mother. Mm, yeah, that's that's an excellent point. Uh, yeah, the proverb, uh, the um, the writer of Proverbs is is trying to teach us wisdom. And uh, he says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And I tend to think that a lot of people out there think that they can short circuit this, the fear of the Lord. Right. And they think, I can have this wisdom and my son can be wise without fearing the Lord. Right. No. Um, but uh, we have to realize, we've talked about this in the past, that God made us and he knows how he wants us to live. He wrote the manual for our lives. Right. And if we don't follow this, we're using the product in a faulty way, mm-hmm. and uh, it voids the warranty. You know, yes, yeah, um, very much. We're, we're going to mess up our lives, and so we have to go back to the source of our lives, which is God. Which is God. And you brought up a great point in Exodus chapter twenty. We have the Ten Commandments, and this is at the very foundation of what God requires of us. Right. People could think there's so much here in the Bible, but he gave us the Ten Commandments. And uh, if, if you're not familiar uh, with the ten, uh, with where the Ten Commandments are, it's in the second book of the Bible, uh, the book of Exodus in the Old Testament, and Exodus chapter 20. So whenever you're, uh, you're thinking of the Ten Commandments, just think Exodus chapter 20. And I know we've mentioned this here in the past, so I don't think we can mention it enough, but this this chapter really ought to stand out to us in Scripture as the the passage that gives us the Ten Commandments. And you mentioned twelve. I, I just had it. <laughs> verse, verse, verse twelve. 12. Verse twelve. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Right. Yeah. The New Testament says it's the first commandment with a promise that's attached to it, mm-hmm. and and there is the promise that. Uh, that God will give long life upon the land that he's given. Mm-hmm. Now, specifically, that's written to the Israelites, uh, but there is principle within that that we can we can take to and ourselves. Can you unpack that for us a little bit? What, well, what is it? There, Actually, could you, uh, for, for people that may not know, uh, why was that just written to Israel? Why doesn't that pertain directly to us as a promise today? It might be worth just bringing that up. Okay, yeah, the... There are certain passages, a lot of times we don't want to just take the Bible directly written to me. We have to take it in its historical context. Mm -hmm. This was written Mm -hmm. to somebody else. Like the book of Proverbs, there are so many principles in Proverbs that I can apply to my daily life. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't specifically written to me. Right. It was written to Jeroboam, who was Solomon's son. Right. And so there are going to be certain things I can't claim for me. Mm-hmm. God did not promise me land. Right, the land of Israel. <laughs> right. God yes. did not promise me the land of Israel. He gave that to the Jews. Mm-hmm. He promised that to them. So 
so that's why we say, you know, the, the principle can apply to us, mm-hmm. um, but we can't take that direct promise to us. Right. But the principle of mm-hmm. honoring your parents and that God will honor your life, he will preserve your life, he will give you longer days, mm-hmm. uh, does ring true um, that within God's plan, there is an extension of time mm-hmm. because of our obedience to God in the aspect of honoring our parents. Mm-hmm. And this is one area where, as as a pastor, I, I really believe that teaching this to our children is such a fundamental truth because for my children to go out into the world and have a right relationship with anybody from God to their neighbors, Mm -hmm. it has to start with a right relationship with mom and dad at home. Mm -hmm. And and so this is where it, it becomes vital for us as parents from the very moment that doctor takes that baby and lays them in our arms to realize we have a responsibility to love them, to protect mm-hmm. them, and to teach them in the way that they should go is what Proverbs says. Mm-hmm. So that they understand there is a right way to honor God. There is a right way to honor others. But a child is not going to understand that without first learning to honor mom and dad. Right, yeah. And so when we teach them to do that, they now, because of the relationship with mom and dad, they know how to honor God, which is the first four commandments. And they also know how to honor their neighbor, which is the last five commandments. The fifth one is the middle one that's the hinge between the two. Mm, yeah, wow, that's that's profound, actually. So. And, and, uh, and that's what's going to allow them to live a long life, to have a blessed life. And who doesn't right. want that for their child? Yeah. That's, that's what... I think every healthy parent wants for their child, um, and that that sets them up for success if right. they can first learn to obey and learn learn wisdom from mom and dad and honor their parents, yes. as Moses said all the way back in Exodus twenty. Yes, which kind of goes along with what um, was said in the last podcast with the hills, is that you know as as they're learning and growing, when they're, they're learning the principles and listening to the principles of wisdom from their parents, mm-hmm. and the parents are taking that responsibility to teach them, they can then be the prudent person to avoid the evil. Mm-hmm. What's going to give them a long life? Well, we know simple people, as you said in the last podcast, yeah. they get into a lot of trouble. Uh-huh. They hurt themselves physically right. just because they didn't stop and think about it. Right. And and as Josiah said, you know, wisdom is taking the knowledge we have, but applying it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, we get wisdom, understanding, we get the knowledge but wisdom is taking that knowledge and applying it. It's foreseeing the evil and avoiding the right. danger. And, and by the way, that brings us back here to Proverbs chapter 2. Yes. And we were discussing that earlier, that Proverbs chapter chapter 2 is the, it's the benefits of applying wisdom, right? of learning wisdom, of getting wisdom. And, and uh, Proverbs 2 really breaks down in detail... Uh, the promise of honoring your mother and father that your days may be long upon the earth. 
Yes. And, uh, and it breaks down kind of what you were saying there. And so what are, can we look at Proverbs 2 and just say, yes. what are the benefits of, of learning wisdom to having a long life? Right. Um, here, I, I think if we go back and uh, Brother Hill kind of mentioned the uh, introduction to this chapter on the last podcast, mm-hmm. and that is talking about the responsibility to truly listen, mm-hmm. not just say, yeah, I hear you, but incline your ear. Um, and and that's the, the pleading of the Father here to the Son is, if you'll receive my words. Yeah. And if you'll hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding. So there's a responsibility for the parent to teach, Mm -hmm. but there's also the responsibility for the child to take what is taught and apply it. Mm -hmm. And this is where, as parents, we're teaching and molding, but there's a certain point as they get old enough and they start making their own decisions we hope to see the internalization, you could say, mm-hmm. of the teaching that's been given. But it's that it's that loving relationship, right? That's going to set the environment for that to right. happen, right? If if we don't have that good relationship with our children, they're going to reject us, turn away, right, and say, "I want to go off and do my own thing." Yes. If there's that real strong bond of love. Yes, uh, between the and and as on the last podcast was brought out, the importance of praise, the importance mm-hmm. of encouraging, the importance of um, encouraging them to move forward, uh, but at the same time giving them enough protection to keep them from making foolish decisions, but at the same time giving them enough rain to go out and try things, make mistakes, mm-hmm. learn grow. Um, but there's a prudence that as we learn and listen and apply mm-hmm. that continually has been brought out that there's a prudence in because I understand this, mm-hmm. I can foresee when a bad thing's going to happen. Yeah. If I go this way, that's not going to be good. Yeah. And, and that's the main benefit of, of learning God's wisdom is, is to foresee evil and avoid it. Right. And, the, and chapter 2 really brings right. that out. Yeah, uh, it, it talks about the importance, and then it says, um, he says, if you listen, and if you'll seek after this wisdom as silver, and, and search for her as for a hid treasure, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord. So the fear of the Lord is something that is learned. Mm-hmm. It's not something that is just innate within us there is an innateness to it but it's something that needs to be developed and learned Mm -hmm. and isn't that the nature of a personal relationship right god's not just like the government you fear the the authorities the government uh and that doesn't take any time you know but uh to to develop a loving relationship with a father or a father figure, for example, that, that takes learning and time and right. learning about one Development. another. And, and yeah, that's it, what we ought not, to have with God is this relationship. Right. Yeah. yeah. The the relationship is so important. You, we're, we're not going to get this by just a haphazard popping into God every once in a while when we right. need him. You know, pulling him out of the boot as a spare tire. You know, oh, whenever yeah. we get uh, into a bad situation, it's got yeah. to come from a, a real relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
the Lord gives wisdom. It's out of His mouth that we get that comes knowledge and understanding. Uh, and and then it says, when we listen to Him, it says, then shalt thou understand righteousness, which is doing what's right. We'll understand judgment. That's looking at things and choosing which is the better path. And equity, how to be even-handed. Mm-hmm. And every good path. So we'll be able to have the discernment to look and say, oh, this is a good path to go. Oh, I better avoid that way. Wow. Yeah. And and that's what wisdom is, is it keeps us from trouble ahead of time. Every good path. I yes. love that. I mean, yeah. it, it's going to lead you into every good path. Right. But that goes, again, back to the fact that you're not going to be led in every good path if your relationship with God is haphazard. Right, yeah. It's it's It can't be this in and out. It's got to be a consistent, relation, loving relationship with God. Because only God knows what every good path is. Right. So if we're not walking with God, if we don't know God personally, how are we ever going to find the right path? And we mentioned this, I think, last on the last podcast too, like, you know, the clock is right twice a day. Yes. Once in a while we're going to get it right, but in general we're stumbling around in darkness. Right. It's only if we have a close relationship with the Lord and we're, we're looking to Him and peering into His Word that He's going to lead us into every right yeah. path. And a lot of times it's... It's mm-hmm. subtle things that make the difference in the mm-hmm. long run. It's some little decision I make back here that if I didn't think about it, it could lead me to a, a bad conclusion later. Uh, yeah. We have several builders in our in our church in, in Mollingar, Mark being one of them. And the builders are always saying to me, you know, if you just get a little bit off on this side of the building. They stack up. By the time you get to that end of the building, you're going to be way off. Yeah, you keep piling on one little error after another. Yes. And all these little errors lead to one big colossal error. Yes. Yeah. And and that goes back to continually, daily, having that relationship with God and yeah. seeking wisdom from Him. Mm-hmm. Is this and, and measuring those decisions by the Word of God, mm-hmm. which is why... You guys mentioned in the last podcast, I too was raised with a dad who continually said, you should read a proverb a day. Yeah. You you should read one chapter of Proverbs every day. Today's the 27th. We re- read as a family chapter 27 today. Mm-hmm. And our family sat around. We pick out verses. We discuss them. We discuss the impact of those verses on our daily lives. Proverbs is filled with wisdom for each and every day and how to respond to people. Mm-hmm. And it keeps us from going down wrong paths. But it's the discernment of God from the relationship that gives yeah. us that wisdom. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. so then we it says in verse 10, When wisdom hath entered into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul. So here you begin to see the response within yourself. I'm enjoying this relationship. It's mm-hmm. pleasant yeah. to get this knowledge from God. I see the benefit. Yeah, and, uh, and that's not something that's inherent to children to find uh, knowledge, the knowledge of God 
and this right. wisdom to be pleasant to the soul. Most of the right. time they don't want it. Yes. And it has to be cultivated and developed over time. Yes. I, somebody said recently, um, and, and we hear analogies like this all the time, it's, it's kind of like uh, taking a shower. You know, we, we tell our kids from the time they're little, you need to go wash up. And at first, you're having to drag them into the, the washroom. You're having to scrub them down. They don't want to take a bath. Yeah. <laughs> but you notice the change uh-huh. that later on, it's like, you know, I kind of stink. I think I'll go take a shower. Oh, yeah. And, and they enjoy fe- having that fresh feeling. And, you know, somebody likened that to having the relationship with God. And, mm-hmm. and people say, well, you know, my parents pushed me to read my Bible. My parents pushed me to do this with God and do that with God and go to church and read the Bible. And so I hate it now. Yeah. Well, your parents also pushed you to brush your teeth. Uh-huh. Your parents also pushed you to eat right food. Your parents yeah. also pushed you to take a shower. Do we avoid all of those things? And say, you know, I'm not going to force my kids to take a shower because right. I don't. I want them to make their own choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. <laughs> so as a parent, we have this responsibility to teach, but they have the responsibility to, to, to say that this is good for my life and it's going to help right. me. And and at some point, it becomes pleasant. Yeah. And, and it's going. It is going. They have to know that this is going to lead me to have a blessed, long life. Right. Our, our children have to know that. Yeah. And Proverbs is wonderful for drawing that out, that they see if the fool goes this way, this is the result. Tells us and, the consequences. Right. Yeah. Chapter 2 really draws that out. And it says in verse 11 there of chapter 2, discretion, which is judging and knowing which path is the good path, mm-hmm. shall preserve thee. Mm-hmm. It's going to keep you understanding shall keep thee. Well, what does it keep us from? It to deliver thee from the evil man. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the, the Bible goes on and talks about what the evil man is and how you can be taken advantage of by this person or or they can lead you into trouble. And yeah, you know how many, many people specific ways that are spelled out as you continue to go through here about right. what it means to avoid the evil man. Right. And yeah. it um, my dad is a pastor in the States or was a pastor in the States. Did you go to the prison ministry with them? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was a couple of times where we would go into these prisons and preach with the ministries in the States. And all of these people in prison, they say, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that friend. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always this friend. Well, yeah. Proverbs gives the wisdom how to avoid the evil man. Yeah. That friend that will drag you down the wrong path. Right. And so there is a, it shows us right here, this is what this wisdom will do. Yeah, and if you're friends with the Lord, you're not going to have the wrong kinds of friends. Right. Uh, it'll be tough to have both kinds of friends. The, yeah. the good friend, the friend who sticks closer than a brother, who loves you and cares about you, and to at the same time be best friends or to hang around with and be influenced by an evil person. Right, and that's where the discretion comes in. Right, Discretion yeah. comes from the knowledge of God and His Word through that relationship and through the, yeah. the, the manual that He's given us for life. 
right. which is the Word of God. You'll be better equipped and more able to make sound judgments sound about decisions. every little detail in life. Right, to choose the good path, right. which also helps you choose the right friends mm-hmm. so that you're not choosing the evil man and, and who's going to avoid a you world of, uh, of a mess and a mess yes. down the road. That many times takes people, even when they try to clean up their life, and God gives people the ability to do that. God has changed many people. Mm-hmm. But it is so much easier to start with to, that wisdom. To just avoid it in the first place. Rather than mm-hmm. try to continually dig yourself out of that hole. Right, yeah. And uh, and so we see it's to deliver you, uh, to, to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, um, another thing it says here in the same chapter, verse 16, to deliver thee from the strange woman. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, just like there are evil men out there, there are evil women that will lead you down a wrong path as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this isn't just a man problem, mm-hmm. it's a people problem. Yes. We're all sinners, yeah. we all have our problems. And the best way to better ourselves <laughs> is to hang around people better than us. Mm-hmm. And who better to hang around with than God? Yeah, right. Have that relationship with Him. Start with Him. Let Him give you that discretion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't get into a relationship, for example, that's going to just totally wreck your life. Right. And uh, I think that's every parent's worst nightmare for their children. Yeah. So concerned about you know who who is the son or the daughter going to get into a relationship with yeah. and what's that going to, to do to their life and the the parent spends all this time trying to shape the child to to live a, a long and blessed and happy life yes. and they get in, into a relationship with somebody who just takes it and just wrecks that I mean just totally yes. destroys it, everything that the parent was trying to build up so you know th- this is where discernment comes in again is. You know, when a child wants to just jump into a relationship, Mm -hmm. whether it's a friendship relationship or a romantically inclined relationship, either way, the parents are often standing there watching them and they jump into this and the parents know they've made this decision too quick. Mm -hmm. They didn't have Mm -hmm. time to think about it. They're not being discerning. Mm -hmm. That's where the wisdom of God comes and uh, that's where we're hoping we see it applied, yeah. because here it says it'll keep you from going uh, from the way of the evil man, or it'll deliver you from the strange woman. And when you see a young person who who has the this we, we could say spiritual discernment, we could say the the wisdom to be able to uh, pick and choose. And to say, mm-hmm. no, this person isn't right for me. This person is. That's when older people just look and say, what a wise young person. Yes. I mean, wow. <laughs> you don't yes. see that very often. Yeah. And we have to ask, you know, where does that kind of wisdom and discretion come from? Right. And Lady Wisdom is crying out yes. near Solomon saying, it's it's the fear of the Lord. Right. This this is the, the root of it. This is where you're going to, this is where the, the young person gets this discretion from. Yes. It's not coming from anywhere else. No, which is right. And and the Bible clearly says that even a child is known by their doings. The way that they live their life, the way that they make these decisions tells everybody around them whether they are uh, making wise decisions or not. Right. Uh, people can look at somebody and say, well, that was 
quite foolish the way they did that, or mm-hmm. how they're living their life right now is quite foolish. Um, or like you said, that wow, that is a wise young person. They are stopping, they're looking, they're foreseeing, mm-hmm. and making a wise decision. Um, and it, yeah. it kind of comes to a third point then in verse 20, uh, talking about what wisdom does. It says, uh, it's given to us that thou mayest walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of righteousness. Mm-hmm. You know, it, what parent doesn't want an honest child, mm-hmm. one who is righteous, one who always does what's right? Mm-hmm. You know, they when, when they have to make a relationship decision, they do what's right. Mm-hmm. When they have to make a financial decision or pay somebody back or... Uh, you know, they, they borrowed something and they have to give it back. They, they do the right thing. Yeah, you want, your, you want your son to grow up to be a good citizen. You want them to be a good business partner. You want them to be a good father and husband. Yes. Uh, you, you want them to be an honest, good person. You want them to have a good reputation, to carry on the family name. Um, you want others to think well of them. Yes. And so to, to develop into that kind of a man, it has to start when they're younger. They have to right. be that kind of a young man. And yes. It starts with a child. The child has to be, begin to learn wisdom to be able to grow up into that, what the parent wants them to be. Yes. And yeah, but uh, to, that you may walk in the way of good men. Yes. That you might be a good man. Yes. Yes, and, and then it says in verse 21, it says, For the upright, those who are this good man, shall dwell in the land, and the perfect, those that are complete. Mm-hmm. So it's not talking about perfection as in we never do anything wrong. It's talking about those that are complete, those that are well-rounded mm-hmm. in their relationship with God, being a good person, being a good father, all of these things, like you said, they're, they're well-rounded. They're going to remain in it mm-hmm. because they see the benefit. They, they, they see God has blessed me so much, and I would be nothing without God right. in my life. And just to carry that a step further, you could say, you know, in our day today, it's developing to be a leader in the community. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want their son to grow up to be a leader in the community, someone right. that men follow, that, that right. other people follow, that uh, actually have influence over other yes. people for good and yes. to lead people in in righteousness? Right. Um, and I, I think maybe that's a modern application of, you know, Israel in the old days living in the land and being blessed. Well, you can live in a very sinful society today yes. in modern times, living amongst people who are foolish and who don't have the fear of God. Right. And you can uh, you can have have this wisdom. Yes. And uh, and have the discretion and live a blessed life and, and be, um, you know, elsewhere in scripture it talks about being a tree of life and yes. have the fruit from your life just overflow and bless the lives of people right. around you. Yes. Um, that's the kind of life that we're talking about that wisdom will give you yes. promises to the young man to give him. Yeah. And other people will notice that 
You know, yeah. people may mock you for being, oh, you're a prude or you're you're this mm-hmm. or you're that because of the decisions that you make and your relationship with God. Um, when I was in the States uh, and on the police department, there was another m- man that was in our church who was also a Christian. And, you know, a lot of times because we were Christians, people mocked us and they'd, they'd tell jokes and this and that. You know, that's part of life. That happens with everybody. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting because when there were times of trouble and there were times of distress or things were going wrong, all of the people who used to mock us because of our Christianity would come to us and say, can you pray with me about this? Wow. They didn't go to anybody else. There was a discernment and a discretion that they saw in that other man that they knew this is a man I can trust, that when things are falling apart in my life, he'll be there to pray with me and guide me through it. So somewhere inside, I mean, there was a mocking exterior, but right. but there was a, a genuine uh, uh, appreciation, a recognition that, hey, this person has wisdom yes, that I don't have. That I don't have. They, they have a, a discernment that I don't have. And in this dark, chaotic spot in my life at the moment, I need somebody with that kind of wisdom and that light you could say, mm-hmm. to guide me through this dark area of my life. Right. And they tend to turn to the person who understands the wisdom of God. Mm-hmm. And the then that brings us to the fact that the closing of this chapter, there is a dire warning. Mm. It says, but the wicked, this is the one who doesn't incline their ear. Mm-hmm. This is the one who refuses to listen and honor their parents. This is the one who, uh, yeah, yeah, I hear you, but... Mm-hmm. And and they don't take on board the the wisdom that you know brother brother Hill really emphasized on the last podcast the importance of us parents not advocating the responsibility to teach our children to have that relationship with God and to learn wisdom from God that's our responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's not the government's responsibility or the school's responsibility or the community's. It's my responsibility. Mm-hmm. And if if I will teach that, then, but there's a responsibility of the child to listen. Well, the one who refuses to listen, it says, but the wicked shall be cut off from the earth. Yeah. And that, again, goes to the sad point where the Bible says over and over about the foolish person. Mm-hmm. The one who is not prudent, they don't foresee the evil. Their life is often cut short because of a foolish decision. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it. These are the, the ones who are just flat rebellious that the government has to pluck up. It's because everything is a breakdown of of society starting from the personality person like if if i can't control myself as a as a child it's the responsibility of my parents to control me mm-hmm. if my parents won't control me then the government is going to have somebody's to, going to step in somebody is going yeah. to step in and eventually if nobody controls you death will step in yeah at a time, and this is where often people say they died so young. Yeah. Life ended too quick for them. 
They didn't really get the chance. Mm-hmm. But wisdom is there to be had. Yeah. Many, many times it is a result of foolishness. Yeah. And, and it could have been avoided. Yeah. Now, death comes to us all. We're, yeah. we're, we're not advocating that. We realize the Bible says yeah. death is a, is a consequence of the fact that we're all sinners. But as a general principle, I mean, this is what Proverbs really brings out. When you read right. Proverbs, when you, when you read uh, Exodus 20, verse 12, and about the commandment with promise, yes. that is the principle that comes out. You are going to live a longer blessed life by fearing the Lord, by honoring your parents. Right. And so uh, you look at all the young people today that just to take one, uh, one example that die of drugs, drug overdoses. Yeah. And they just bring their life to a sudden end by, uh, by never having learned wisdom, Mm. by walking right into evil and not realizing that that's what they were doing. Right. And uh, yeah, I think that's yeah. we see that all around us. And and there are so many different circumstances that bring difficulties in so many people's lives. Yeah. Um, God is gracious. Mm-hmm. If you will, as it says here, if you will seek, verse four, if thou seek her, speaking of wisdom, as silver. Mm-hmm. And search for her as for a hid treasure. So whether you grow up in a good family or not, mm-hmm. God can give you this wisdom if you will truly seek for his wisdom. Yeah. Um, there was a young lady that uh, when my dad was training for ministry, he drove a bus that collected people to bring them to church. And there was this 10-year-old girl who started riding the bus, and, and her parents were both... Um, down and out, uh, alcoholics. And a lot of times she'd come home from church and they'd beat her. Mm. They abused her, but she never let that deter her seeking God and seeking God's wisdom. And, you know, God blessed her. Um, she married a wonderful man who became a, a pastor of a church. She lived a godly life. She became a professor in a Bible college wow. teaching English. Uh, later, she even began, uh, if I remember correctly, she got to see her parents turn to the Lord as their Savior. Wow, wonderful. But you know, it, she could have said, well, you know, I was just I was just raised that way. Mm-hmm. And used that as an excuse not to seek God. Right, yeah. But as a child, even as a young child, she saw the importance of that relationship with God and the wisdom that God could give. Mm-hmm. And she said, "I'm going to seek that." And I, and I think that's what uh, Pastor Hill said on on the last podcast. And he works in a men's home. And right. he said, "If you talk to any of those men in the men's home, they'll all tell you, yeah, my parents told me not to do this.' Yeah, and it could have been avoided. Right. But and but there's the the flip the side converse of it. side right. of it is it, there is personal responsibility, mm-hmm. and even a ten year old child can take that personal responsibility yeah, that's an to seek story. God. Yeah. And regardless of their society, they can be godly, righteous, and discerning. Yeah, and it's not as though uh, that wisdom can't be had. Um, and that's the whole idea of Lady Wisdom crying out. She's crying out to these young men passing by. Yes. You just get this picture of her with her hands over her mouth, just crying out, please, and pleading with people, come to me. Yes. 
And uh, it, today it comes in the form of the Bible, which I, I tend to think most people have a Bible in their home. Yes. And they, they could just yes. get it out and read it if they they would only purpose to do that. And it comes in the form of preachers and teachers mm-hmm. uh, and godly, wise parents right. warning their children. Yes, Wisdom is out there crying. Yes. But it's up to young people to heed the wisdom and to, uh, it, like you said, internalize it. Right. Make, make it their own. Make it their own. Yes. Yeah. And then look at the, I, I would really encourage you to spend time in Proverbs 2. We've tried to very briefly go over it here, but take out your Bible and read Proverbs 2 and look at what it promises. Yes. Why wouldn't we want this for ourselves? Or for our children. Of course children. we want this for our children. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and even friends. Why wouldn't we want it for our friends as well? Right. You know, and as a Christian, I think that's our goal is to share God's wisdom. That God God gave it to us freely mm-hmm. if we're just willing to seek for it. And to share that with others. I mean, what, what a, a wonderful yeah. thing is to give a gift to somebody else that we got. Right. That was we didn't earn. Right. So, so we're to know that there is wisdom out there to be had. Right. Uh, wisdom certain... here is not hiding in the corner of the city. Right. Saying, whispering and saying, come here. And come I think here. we mentioned last week, or finding that certain guru, yes. the enlightened one. Right. It's here. It's it's in it's the here. word. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's screaming. It's crying out. It's in, there. In the chief places. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, come, come to me. Right. Yeah. And uh, by the way, uh, you mentioned to me right before the podcast um, uh, how this ties in with 1 Corinthians chapters 1 and 2. But uh, do you maybe want to mention that verse that you mentioned to me? Yes. Um, Because we're talking about here wisdom personified, uh, wisdom is... Wisdom embodied in in the person. Embodied in the of Christ. of Christ, and you yes. mentioned that in the last podcast mm-hmm. with, with Brother Hill, that wisdom here we and I think you even read Proverbs chapter one, but you were instead of putting the the woman wisdom in there, you were putting Christ, and mm-hmm. that when we cry out to Christ and we give ourselves to Him and to a relationship with Him, He pours out His Spirit upon us. His His Spirit indwells us. And as I as I listened to that podcast, it reminded me of First Corinthians chapter one, um, which is written by the Apostle Paul to the Corinthian church. And here in verse or verse thirty of chapter one, it says, uh, "Well, let me back up to verse twenty nine. It says that no flesh should glory in His presence, in His own God, presence. Right? God is so wonderful." I don't have any wisdom of myself. Mm-hmm. It's his wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's his glory. I don't have any room to boast whatsoever. Anything good anybody sees within me, I can attribute to God. Mm-hmm. It's that relationship with God that has brought that. And it's so that nobody can glory in the flesh. It's not, well, you know, I just really have a I'm sharp. Look! Look what a good person yeah, I am. Look what a good person I am. By the way, if I can insert this real quick, that's what most people think they're going to tell God someday when they stand before God. Look, God! Look what a good person I've yeah. been. I've done this, and I've cast out devils, and I've done all these wonderful works in Your name. 
But he, he says, I never knew you. But, but he said that no flesh should glory in his presence. That's exactly what he doesn't want us to do. Right. That's that's what everybody's planning. That's, that's what they're going to do. I'm going to stand before God and tell him what a good person I've been. Yes. But he says that no flesh should glory in his own in his presence. In his presence. And then it says, but of him, so speaking of God, the Father, but of him through God are ye, us, as believers, in Christ Jesus. So God makes us in Christ Jesus, who of God, so Christ Jesus is made of God unto us, wisdom. Mm -hmm. So God has made Jesus wisdom to us. Right. It fits hand in glove with Proverbs that if we will accept him, we have wisdom. That's why he said there, Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Right. And then later on, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And because the fear of the Lord, the way to come to God is through Christ Jesus. Right. And so, yeah, you're right. When, when we see the God and we understand who God is, it helps us realize how sinful we are. Yeah. Because we go back to the Ten Commandments if you list the Ten Commandments, I would have to say at some point in my life, I have broken all of them. Yeah, just number five. Like, I've, I have dishonored my parents. How yes. many times have I disobeyed my parents? Right. Uh, as a child and maybe even as a young adult. Right. Or the one, thou shalt not bear false witness or lie. Right. I, I mean, the, statistically, they say in Western society, we lie an average of 14 times a day. Wow. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? That's over a thousand sins a year that I'm going to have to stand before God with on my conscience. And maybe another way to say that is, wow, we haven't been very wise, have we? No. <laughs> Therefore, understanding who God is, I see my sin. I realize I need someone to save me from my sin. Yes. And so Christ steps in as wisdom to deliver me from yeah. my own sin. You could say, I haven't been very wise. I need to get wisdom so that I stop you know, walking in these evil ways and doing things that displease God. And here is Jesus Christ calling out and pleading for us to come to him. Yes. And he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Yes. He's the only way to God. Right. God, the source of wisdom. That's why Jesus Christ is made to us wisdom. Wisdom. He's yes. our wisdom because we right. come to the source of wisdom through him. Right. And it, it, it's interesting because the next mm. word is, he's also made unto us righteousness. Mm-hmm. I'm sinful. Mm-hmm. I have no righteousness of my own. Right. So when I have Christ and Christ is my life, now when God looks at me, he sees the perfection of Christ. He doesn't see my sin. Right. Mm-hmm. My sin is covered by the blood of Christ when I am born again, when I have accepted him as my personal Savior. Mm-hmm. And that is so important. And as a, a parent going back and teaching, this is... The basis of wisdom that we're hoping our children will understand and grasp and and personalize. That Jesus Christ makes us right with God. Right. That he becomes our righteousness. Right. There is no righteousness in and of me. 
right. He becomes my righteousness, and then he gives me the wisdom to walk in that righteousness. We come to God with our sin, and we confess our sin to Christ, and we, we kind of lay the, our sin at, the, at his feet or at the foot of the right. cross, and then his blood washes over us. He gives us his righteousness. Right. And so he has made unto us righteousness. Right. And I believe that's the fulfillment of what he said in Proverbs when he says, I will pour out my spirit unto yes. you. Yes. Uh-huh. Because he gives us his spirit, which is righteousness. It is the spirit of God living in me is what directs me in that wisdom, that righteousness. And then sanctification, being set apart unto God, and holy. redemption, that mm -hmm. he has purchased my blood. I can't do anything. I can't mm -hmm. be good enough to come to God or, or to, to go to heaven. Right. He has to redeem me. To redeem means to purchase back, mm -hmm. to buy out of. He, the Bible says he purchased us with his blood, mm -hmm. but then he offers it as a free gift. You can't earn this. Right. You must accept it freely. He's not going to force himself on you. But you must come to him and accept him as a free gift. Mm -hmm. Then we have righteousness. We have wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Mm -hmm. To me, I mean, this is the link back to Proverbs yes. 1. And uh, you can't have wisdom without fearing the Lord. Right. Uh, because... Because you don't have God. Without Jesus Christ, you don't have God. Right. And so you have to come to Christ. And he, He's made righteousness for you. Yes. He has made wisdom and sanctification and redemption. Right. All of these things. It's there for us, but we have to come to Christ. Right. So. It, going back to the first part of chapter 2... There is a responsibility for the parent to teach, mm -hmm. there, but there's also the responsibility for the child to, um, to make it their own. Mm -hmm. And God does the same thing. He has provided salvation for us. Yeah. He doesn't force us. He expects us to take that wisdom and apply it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. so, so Scripture is, is telling us that... that you need to have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And if you're an adult, you know, maybe you're a parent listening to this, that you need to have a relationship with God in order to have wisdom in your life. And if you want to raise wise children, you know, if you want to rear up uh, children who walk in the paths of righteousness and uh, grow up to be wise adults, they also need to come to fear God. Right. You know, your children need to have a relationship with God. So this is a this is something for every age. Yes. Uh, this is a family thing. Families together need yes. to honor the Lord and cultivate uh, this relationship with the Lord and right. together learn wisdom. And so, uh, you know, Solomon crying out to his son, pleading with him to learn wisdom. Yes. I mean, this is for us today. Yes. And we ought to be so desiring for our children to know the Lord because that's the very beginning of wisdom. Right. And uh, if we want wisdom for our children, that's what we're going to do. We're going to help them to cultivate a relationship right. with God. And it has to start with our own relationship. You know, if yes. I don't know the Lord, if I'm not walking with the Lord, I can't teach my children right. to do that. Right. 
And I, I think a good place to start, like you said last week, if you don't know anything else, pick up the Bible, start in the book of Proverbs, mm-hmm. just read one chapter, the chapter for that day, mm-hmm. and discuss it as a family. Discuss it. Just talk about the different things that are there, the wise things that come out compared with, and, and Proverbs goes back and forth between the foolish and the wise. Mm-hmm. Well, what could the foolish person have done different? Well, here's the wise. And you know, start there, but mm-hmm. get into the Word of God, seek God, and He He can He will be found of you. Yeah, if you want to dig into it a little bit more, read the Gospel of John. I always recommend right. that. Um, but really, to connect with Proverbs, um, read about what we are discussing here, and read First Corinthians chapter one and two. Yes, now, you have a lot of stuff to read here, but. Uh, you have to start somewhere. Right. Why not start with Proverbs and why not read it as a family? Maybe read it with your children. Let me also mention that, uh, you know, you can read the Bible as a family. Um, you can also learn it and uh, hear the Bible preached and taught uh, in a group setting with other believers who love the Lord. You know, so mm-hmm. you can work on your relationship with the Lord at home, but also work on it in an assembly right. of other believers um, who also love the Lord and who will encourage you and help you in your relationship with the Lord. Really, every right. person needs that. The Bible yes. tells us, God tells us that we need one another. Yes. And um, of course, I'm talking about the church. And, uh, you know, Pastor Gene McKinley pastors the, the Good News Baptist Church in Mullingar. And if you li- live in the Mullingar area, um, please, you know, seek out that church. And, and you've heard Gene share wisdom here. Um, go there and learn. And uh, Pastor Hill was on on the last podcast, and he pastors the Gospel Baptist Church in Lucan, and uh, that's also a good church. And of course, I pastor the Navin Baptist Fellowship in the Navin area. So if you live in one of these areas, come and meet with other people who love the Lord and will help you in your relationship with the Lord. And yes. you know, we teach right out of the Bible, don't we? Right. Uh, Basically, the, the walking through just only like the we Bible. Did. <laughs> the, the Bible is our source of wisdom, yes. and so of course, you know, if you come come to our church, we're going to have the Bible open, and we're going to learn wisdom together, and right. it, it will bless you, bless your heart, bless your life. Yes. So, I invite you to come and be a part. Uh, of course, contact us if you have any questions, or if we can help you further, we we would love to. Otherwise, thank you for being with us. This has thank been you excellent. For Yes. And I'll look forward to more in the future. But may God bless you. And we'll see you next time.